Hello, everyone. It is 8 o'clock in the evening on the East Coast of the United States and 10 o'clock in the morning Thursday in Melbourne, Sydney, and Brisbane. And I welcome you to this live episode of A Yank on the Footy for the 15th of September, 2021. I'm Craig Wessels from Sandusky, Ohio, coming to you, and I am so glad that you're listening. Before we dive into the episode, I did want to take a moment and give a shout out to the club of the episode. They're the Bambil Mighty Saints Football and Netball Club. They play in the Milua Football League, which, are, which contains clubs from northwestern Victoria and southwestern New South Wales. And over the years, this club has won 26 different league premierships, with the most recent being back in 2016. The club does its training and plays its games in Mildura and are going to have Jeremy Weinert and Luke Stanbrook, their coaches, back again for 2022. So best of luck to the Mighty Saints as they get going. And uh, before I dive too much further into this, I, I, I want to kind of uh, apologize for my absence because normally I would have another episode or two out at this point in time. It's the biggest part of the season. Well, and, and, and quite frankly, I've got news that, uh, that you're not going to want to hear, but I'd be lying to you if I didn't share it with you, okay? Back in, I believe, March or April, I think it was in March, uh, the COVID vaccines were coming out here in the States, and they were being distributed, and they, uh, they'd arranged it for all of the teachers in the school districts in the county that I live here in Ohio to get their COVID vaccines. So I, I got the Pfizer jabs. I, I have the Pfizer vaccine. I'm, I'm vaccinated. Well, last week, uh, actually the weekend before, not this past weekend, but the weekend prior to that, I went to my niece's wedding. It was my second niece of the uh, summer that was getting married. And I, managed to contract COVID despite having the vaccine. That's the buzzkill part right there. That's the part that I hate to bring up, but it's a reality because there are more and more people who are testing positive for it uh, after having had the vaccine. Now, my case, knock on wood, has been extraordinarily mild. Okay, I have had... Uh, Last Thursday and Friday. Now, I had my test done on Thursday morning. And then I, went, I had the regular test done. And then I went and had a rapid test done. The rapid test said I was, done, and I was negative. But then Sunday morning, I find out that, in fact, I was positive. So Thursday and Friday, I felt like I got hit by a truck. I felt absolutely awful. And, uh, well, Friday morning here, Friday night there, didn't make me feel a hell of a lot better, quite frankly. But... You know, I'm off from work for at least another four, three or four days. Uh, you know, I've got a substitute teacher in my classroom right now, and uh, that's a whole other story there. But um, I'm feeling better. Still got a little bit of a, uh, a nagging cough, but I think if I talk above the cough, it may not kick in. So we're going to see if we can get through this today without the cough kicking in. So I wanted to dive in today and, and talk about... Uh, well, the prelims, I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about the grand final yet because I've got a couple things I'm working on for that. I mean, I do see that Harper has hopped on here. Glad you could make it here today, sir. That's fantastic. I wasn't sure what your schedule might be. Uh, but I wanted to talk about the prelims a little bit and then a couple things that are in the news uh, because there's some things that I'm really curious about uh, what your take is on this, uh, those of you who are listening. And I hope I'll hear back from some of you. 
uh, whether it be on social media or over on my website. First thing I have to do, folks, is is I can't do anything more than tip my cap to uh, the Bulldogs and to the Demons. I, I can't do that. I mean, they just they outclassed Port Adelaide and Geelong, respectively. They they played phenomenal games, and Port Adelaide and the Cats. I think they could have still played an average game because I don't think either one of them played well at all. Uh, the Cats certainly did not. I think even if they played an average game, they still would have been trounced by their respective opponent this week. The Bulldogs and, and, and the D's were just that focused. And it's uh, as much as it pains me to not see Geelong in the grand final, I'm really looking forward to this one because they, these two midfields battling one another are going to be an absolute blast to watch. And it's uh, it's it's going to be it's going to be crazy. But you know the you know the cats and the and the power both have some soul searching to do. You know, I like I said, I've been following the game for five years now, and uh, you know the cats have been kissed, consistently competitive. They've been in finals, they've gotten to prelims, they got to a grand final. They're they've had a lot of success. You know, you know the story about Chris Scott having the best home and away uh, um, record. I think in modern history, but it hasn't translated, you know, to much since the 2011 premiership. But we got to be honest here. These lists, these two clubs lists are getting old. Well, Port Adelaide's is getting old. Geelong's is being recreated as old year in and year out. And, and, uh, I think that they're at a, you know, at a point at this point in time now, well, is the window completely closed on them? No, I think I'd be crazy to say that it is, but it's just a little sliver that you can look under and see just a little bit of sunlight coming through. It's not one of these windows that's wide open for a club to come in and and compete for the premiership and say, oh, yeah, they're one of the favorites. Because the Cats, as, as much as I hate to say it, and as much as it's going to maybe frustrate some other Cats supporters, I don't think they're going to be anywhere close to being a favorite next year. I, I don't think they're a top four side next year, quite frankly. Maybe top eight, but I don't know about. I know I don't think they're top four next year. So, you know, this has been this has been a, a very interesting year. Um, you know, they they did have some success, but they just they couldn't carry it through. I mean, you know that it's kind of like a vanishing point in in an art project. You know, where all those lines on a painting all lead back to one point way at the back of the painting that you can see like way down a street, something of that nature. That's kind of where the cats finals chances or the grand final opportunity I think is at right now because this was kind of this this was kind of the time right this year and it it didn't happen and you know they're they're in a position right now where they've got a lot of things uh that are that are not in their favor you know you had and and let's talk about let's talk about the prelims first before we get into that sort of thing okay you know you got to look at the bulldogs you know I, I think it's it's safe to say that uh Bailey Smith is a candidate for like the new face of the AFL. I mean, he's what a twenty-year-old kid. Um, yeah, and there, I'm sure there are other players out there that are comp- going to compete for that as well. You know, Clayton Oliver is a fantastic player, but I don't think they want Clayton Oliver to be the face of the AFL. Uh, maybe if they got him a comb, quite possibly. But but other than that, I don't know. Um, but you know, he had a fantastic game. You know, the the midfield from the Bulldogs. You know, you had McRae with uh, 36 disposals, and I think four other players had 20-plus disposals in their in their midfield. It's just it's a phenomenal group. 
And then you you know you look at what uh, you look at what the D's did, you know, with uh, Clayton Oliver and with Christian Petraka in there, just having a phenomenal game. And I'll be honest with you, folks, I, I, I'm I believe and I'm convinced now that for the last couple of years, especially that every one of you who's a footy fan has been flat out lying to me. Okay, I honestly think that you've been lying to me, and I'm a little disappointed by it. So I have got to get to Australia to see a game in person because there is no way in hell there is only one Max gone out there on the ground during the course of a game. The camera is in too tight. We can only see one of them at a time, but there's got to be more than one of them out there. The way that man has, has played and gotten around the ground and moved unlike somebody of, that, of his size should move, it, it has been so impressive watching him play. And, and, and I'm convinced there's got to be more than one of him out there. There's got to be a clone or at least a hologram of some sort, something like that going on, like they do with the Toyota commercials where they have the truck driving around on the ground. They've got to be doing stuff like that with Max gone. There can't be only one of him out there. And it's just, it's a, uh, his performances lately have been just absolutely phenomenal. I mean, I haven't seen a, a big man take over a game like that, you know, uh, since like a LeBron performance when he was in his prime, when he was, he was, uh, you're basically running the show in Cleveland uh, before he headed off to Miami and had some decent teammates next to him. But you know, you, you look at the side, you look at the two the two losers here. You know, Port Adelaide's got nine players on the north side of thirty right now. They've got nine. The Cats have twelve. Okay, the Cats have twelve. And uh, you know, I, I watched uh, a couple excerpts from Footy Classified, and, and Matthew Lloyd was talking about you know. Everybody's favorite cat, Joel Selwood. You know, Joel Selwood is a, is a phenomenal player. It's been a phenomenal player for years, 300 plus games in his career. And it has been, uh, I don't want to say it's a decline, but he's having, he's having a, a significantly difficult time, as, as Matthew Lloyd was talking about, keeping up with younger, quicker players. And, you know, I don't know what they can do about that because the cats have pretty much put their eggs into this premiership window basket. And I, and I, I'm thinking that the, uh, and this is not me complaining. I'm just trying to, you know, look at the, at the facts that are here and, you know, just kind of share my opinion. This is not an awe. Woe is me. My team's not going to win. No, it's, I mean, sure. Maybe I feel that way, but in reality, there's not a whole lot that, uh, that I think can be done right now. Like I said, you've got a dozen players that are on the north side of 30, and all but, all but one of them, you know, uh, Josh Jenkins, are in their top 22. And then you look at the, the other end of their list. They have only three players, only three players that are 22 years or younger that have double-digit games. And one of those is Brian Myers, who's got about 60 games in. And then you've got uh, Jordan Clark, who has uh, 27. And uh, the other one is um, Charlie Constable, who I think has 12. And Constable and Clark are supposedly looking to find the exit. Quentin Narkel supposedly is looking for a way out as well, possibly heading to Richmond. So they've got, they've got kind of like a uh, – they've got a bell curve, quite frankly, except it's an inverted bell curve. They've got a lot of young kids with little experience – and a lot of old players with an awful lot of experience. And it's just, uh, 
there's not a whole lot in the middle. And I, and I think that this is going to absolutely doom this club. And, and, I, and I wonder, you know, it's kind of like a critical mass type situation. And uh, I wonder what the, uh, you know, if the Cats are, you know, the, you've got the, uh, the team president who I believe is leaving to, to head to Carlton. And that's a whole other story right there because there have been a lot of rumblings that I've seen online about, uh, you know, people's displeasure with Chris Scott and his ability to win premierships that maybe he's going to go ahead and jettison his time uh, with uh, the Cats and head up to Carlton. I, I don't know if that's going to happen. I mean, that would be a huge move if he did that. Um, but you know, are the Cats at a point in time right now where they are about a year or two away from a, uh, a Hawthorne, I would say, first of all, a North Melbourne, and then a Hawthorne uh, tear down and rebuild. Because, you know, you've got, you've got, uh, you know, you've got, you know, some, you know, Selwood is in his, is 33. You've got uh, Dangerfield, who's over 30. You've got, uh, you know, Tom Hawkins. Jeremy Cameron is, is 30, I believe, right now as well, if I'm not mistaken. No, 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 he's a little younger. He's 26. He's younger than that, um, but it's still it's a it's a relatively old list. Not relatively, it's an old list. Okay, let's just put it that way. It's an old list. Um, yeah, Higgins was the one that I was thinking was the oldest. Yo, know, Higgins being thirty three right now, Selwood thirty three, Hawkins thirty three, Isaac Smith will be thirty three by the time next year starts. Okay, um, Zach Tui will be thirty two by the time the next year starts. Lockie Henderson, Patty Dangerfield will both be 32 by the time next year starts. Reese Stanley is over 30. Blitzavs is over 30. Gary Rowan, Mitch Duncan, uh, Sam Menegola will be 30 next year. Cameron, uh, Cameron Guthrie, Luke Dahlhouse will be over 30 by the time the season's over. This is an old team. Okay, and again, I find it rough to say that as, as a 58-year-old person saying that somebody's in their 30s is old. But in terms of footy, of course, they are. So I, I really wonder what's going to happen here because we have a uh, kind of a saying here in the States that when you want to put something off, you kick the can down the road. It's like if you found like a soda pop can or, you know, a beverage can or something and you're, you're out for a walk along, you know, you're out for a walk and you see the can and as then you're on your walk, you just keep kicking it further down the road. Well, the cats have done that. With some success, of course, and having made finals as often as they have, but while they're getting more and more experience and older and older, these other clubs are bringing in, you know, 20, 22, 23-year-old players who are contributing. You know, I, you go back and you look at the list of the Bulldogs, I can't believe how young that side actually is. It's, it's amazing how young they are. So it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with um, – with the, uh, with the cats this year, you know, a lot of these players are already under contract. So yeah, you know, Lee Matthews chimed in about, uh, Joel Selwood. So did, like I said, uh, Matthew Lloyd, you know, not saying that he should retire this year, but that maybe they should limit the number of games that he plays. Um, but I think they're going to have to make some decisions here. I mean, they do have some young talent. You know, Myers is not a, is an, is an okay player. Radigalia has the potential to be a, a pretty decent player, but you know he's spent a lot of time, you know, learning from Tom Hawkins and being under his tutelage. It's just tough to get out from underneath his his wing, and uh, and you know be able to fly on your own. You know, Gary Rowan, Gary Rowan has has 
played extraordinarily well. He's looked like a you know a, a top twenty player from time to time during the regular season. But when finals roll around, he becomes Claude Rains, who, by the way, if you're under the age of uh, forty, uh, Claude Rains played the original Invisible Man in the movies back in the 1930s. Um, but you know, I wonder what they're going to do. Is Dollhouse going to be back? Are they going to bring Lockie Henderson back again? You know, it's. Uh, you know, can they find enough people that want to go fishing in Geelong to come in and, and, and join the club for one more run? Or do they just kind of ride through with what they've got here and let some of these veterans coast into the sunset and rebuild starting next year or in 2023? Because you know, I, I, I'm, I really wonder what's going to happen here. I think it's going to be a fascinating uh, trade period and draft. You know, and, it, of course, that's the other thing. As far as draft capital goes, the Cats have basically none. I think they have four picks, and the first one's at number 30. I think they've got 30, 35, something in the mid to late 40s, and then something around 80. So they don't have a whole lot of opportunities to get their list younger this year. You know, un- unless they're able, you know, they, you know, are they going to, they going to delist Higgins? Are they going to, you know, are they, you know, Isaac Smith played pretty decent footy for them this year. He did, even though he's the age he is, he still is, you know, has a lot of, you know, aerobic um, ability behind him to go out and run the ground. So I think it's going to be, I think he may very well be back, but you know, if they lose Narkel, they're going to be able to pick up a halfway decent pick for him. I don't know. You know, Jordan Clark has got a lot of potential, extraordinarily fast young man, just has not been able to find his way on the ground. You know, the only the only teenager they played this year, I believe, was Max Holmes, and he only played a handful of games. Actually, uh, DeConing, I think, got one game this year, and I think that was the only other teenager that played a game this year. So, yeah, I I'm excited about the grand final. Like I said, I'm going to have a couple people on, hopefully, in the next day or two, uh, to record a couple of episodes on the you know the you know why why Melbourne will win, and then another one on why the Bulldogs will win. Uh, you know, just a couple of things that I saw in the news that I wanted to touch on before I wrap up here. And again, I'm not going to stay on too terribly long today because my cough is getting incessantly worse. There's a few things that have gone on this week. One, one little news story that I was really surprised by, uh, and uh, Nathan Jones is, has officially retired, and that's a really crappy situation for him. You know, here's a guy who played over 300 games with the same club, 16 years with the D's. And COVID put him in an extraordinarily difficult position. You know, in, in a normal season, and again, we haven't had a normal season in a couple of years now, but in a normal season, you know, the Bulldogs and the D's are playing this game at the grand final. And he's able to be at home for the birth of his twins. And then he's able to be back at practice alongside and helping to train up his, his teammates to get them ready to play in the grand final. He was not going to be in the twenty two. But he had this horrible decision he had to make, and it's and it and it's a no brainer because I don't think any, I don't think any sane person would would knowing they weren't going to play in the game would skip and not be there for the birth of their children. I think they would definitely most be there because again he's probably going to still have to uh, go into quarantine for a couple weeks once he gets back, if I'm not mistaken, uh, or go into isolation for a couple of weeks. Um, so he stepped away. You know, it's a, it's great that that he's able to be back home for the birth of his kids. I did see that uh, Mabi Archol is looking like he's headed to Gold Coast. 
So another halfway decent tall to go alongside Max King. And I heard that there's, and again, I've not seen this other than a couple really obscure places online. So I don't know if this is actually something that's happening. I doubt that it's the case. But knowing that he's from that area and he'd been up there already once, maybe it's something that's actually being thought about. But I did see that, uh, did see a report that Jeremy Finlayson has already taken a physical for the Port Adelaide Club and is looking to get a trade to Port Adelaide this offseason, which I think is, is huge. But then it makes you wonder how many talls do they need? And the little rumbling that I had seen, and again, I don't know if this is actually the case or not, if it's going to be, if it's going to be true, but I, I'd heard a couple people speculating that maybe Charlie Dixon was going to be heading back up to Queensland and possibly becoming, you know, a member of the Suns. Now, if I'm not mistaken, he started his career with Gold Coast. I'm pretty sure that he did. So, you know, I, I don't know if that's going to be the case, but that would be a rather um, nice addition for them. It'd be a great resource for Max King to learn from. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I saw these these stories, and I just I thought they were kind of interesting, and I know there's going to be more coming along here, and I'm definitely going to get uh, – back to them and get into them a little bit more. And Frode, I'm so glad you, you signed on here, man. Uh, I, I've spent the last 20 minutes uh, muddling through um, bragging about the Bulldogs and the Ds. And uh, I'm like I said, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, remember, if you would like to be a guest on the podcast, you can go to the website of yankonthefooty.com and there's a little tab at the top, register as a guest. Uh, I've got a handful of people that have signed up and I'm hoping to get on in the very near future. And um, um, I do want to invite you to check out the uh, podcast, Buy Me a Coffee page if you want to help out the show. You know, Make sure you're checking out the Where Do We Begin podcast as well, as well as the guys over at Lace Out who are doing a great job. And congratulations there, Mr. Pepper, on your uh, your club heading there. Congratulations, Frode, on the uh, the Bulldogs getting there. Remember, if you want to reach me, you can do that at Twitter at Yank underscore on or on Instagram or Facebook at a Yank on the footy or by Gmail at a Yank on the footy at gmail.com. Now, one, one last thing before I wrap up here. Uh, if you happen to be an NFL fan, and I know there's a lot of people in Australia that are NFL fans, and you didn't listen to episode 103 yet, uh, I previewed the uh, the 2021 uh, NFL season, but then I, I went back and I looked at the 2020 season through the lens of the AFL. I basically took the, the NFL's standings from last year, their, their win-loss records, and I applied them to an AFL-style ladder using the percentage system. And it made a few changes in terms of who uh, was going to be playing home games and that sort of thing. Uh, because the way the NFL has things set up right now, it's by division. So, you know, you had a team that won seven games and lost nine that, that hosted a team that won 11 games and lost five in a home game. So it was kind of a screwy situation there. So if you haven't checked out episode 103, go ahead and do that. Uh, I do have links to the, uh, to the stories about the little, uh, uh, news items that I was referencing there. And uh, I do hope that you'll share the episode with your friends and family. Uh, again, ladies and gentlemen, I think that it's safe to say that, uh, well, I did get 
COVID. I think it would have been a hell of a lot worse had I had not had the vaccine, but it is not my place to say get a vaccine or don't get a vaccine. That is absolutely a decision you have to make and you have to make with your the information that is afforded to you and with your doctor. Not my place to say that. I just know that uh, you know if if I hadn't had the vaccine, I'm sure this would have been much worse for me. So I'm I'm thankful as far as that goes. I'd like to not be coughing. That really doesn't make me happy. But uh, again, ladies and gents, uh, look out for each other. I know you're coming down the home stretch here a little bit as far as vaccinations. That more and more people are getting those uh, jabs. If you're getting it fantastic if you're not getting it that's fantastic too whatever you decide whatever you decide to do is it's your opinion but uh reach out to one another stay in touch okay keep in keep in uh in touch with your friends and family especially the ones that you've not been able to see um take care of each other cat thinking about you and your family and until next time ladies and gentlemen and as always may your dribble kick never hit the post. I will catch you later. 